More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in final hour before the Thanksgiving festivities begin in earnest for many of you out there and certainly for many of the people working on this show and also listening all over the country. We are thankful for all of you, whether you're involved with this show directly for work or whether you are listening as maybe you are traveling around the country in what is likely to be the most frenzied Thanksgiving since all the way back in 2019 which feels like a very long time ago this is the third thanksgiving we have had since covid began and it feels like even for people with broken brains the vast majority of americans are back to a normal thanksgiving holiday i just went down during the commercial break to make sure that my kids had managed to make it through their thanksgiving eve football game without anybody getting really severely injured or any major fights breaking out the travis boys managed to uh, to stay healthy uh are, are they playing tackle you traveled football? back to new are, york city are your kids old enough where they play tackle football yet uh my my sixth grader played official tackle football but i have mandated that they can only play touch uh in the neighborhood because my eight-year-old's playing too so if you're 15 about to be 15 year olds tackling yeah, eight year old that's a recipe but how for do you feel about about the about the young travis uh boys playing like high school tackle football if they want to play they can play i'm not going to uh stop them from doing it. like i said my sixth grader played first year ever played flag football before but this year in middle school he played tackle football now it's against other sixth graders but buck as you well remember sometimes sixth and seventh graders i should say the kid who hits puberty is a monster out there on the field, right? If you hit puberty at 12 or 13 earlier, full puberty than other people, you got a mustache. You might be six foot tall out there compared to a lot of other kids that are like five, four. So that was sometimes an issue. Uh, you know, I, at one point, my, my, my kid said, it's hard to tackle that kid. He's got a mustache, dad. And I was like, well, you know, I, I, that's, a, that's an argument that you can make uh, when you hit that, uh, that borderline puberty or non-puberty uh, age for the, for the kids. Everybody out there who's either played or coached in that age range knows exactly what I'm talking about. Um, what was the travel for you like, by the way? You, you came back from Florida. You're back in New York today. 
Was it frenzied at the airports? I understand it's like kind of crazy everywhere right now. Yeah, I was up. Uh, I was there at 5 a.m. It was already like long security lines. And, and that's pretty much as er- I, mean, I was taking the earliest possible flight. So you're going to see a, lo- a lot of that going on. Um, but I, I do think now people are really everybody who I think everybody who is going to think normally about traveling in the era of, of post-COVID America, I think they're there. Uh, maybe some people yeah. will start to to chill out a little bit going forward. But look, it's it's good because we really haven't had even last Thanksgiving. Last Thanksgiving wasn't a normal Thanksgiving, folks. We all remember there are there was the you know the pan the winner of death and all this stuff, and the Biden administration was hammering on how you better get the shot, and they had pushed the vaccine mandate, and there were vaccine cards and people. Those vaccine cards, the dumbest thing. People will look back, historians will look back, and they'll be like, wait. You need to carry a little piece of paper that says you got a shot that doesn't even stop you from giving the virus to other people. Any like what it was this all about? But it, it felt pretty normal today out there traveling. Um, airline attendants did have masks on, however, on my flight. The attendants. Really? Yeah, I remember those some of those Siberian prison guards. I remember what they were like 35,000 feet in the sky. I have not forgotten. I have not forgiven. I- I'm concerned. You mentioned earlier in the show that this is crazy, that kids going back to public school in Washington, D.C. have to have a negative COVID test in order to return to school. And yesterday we played you the audio of Dr. Fauci saying you should take a COVID test before you go to your Thanksgiving dinner. And Dr. Ja lied and said if you get the COVID booster, you won't die of COVID. Uh, The Washington Post today, to their credit, has an article up saying actually nearly 60% of people dying with COVID have had either the COVID uh, shots or COVID boosters. Um, but I'm concerned, you know, when you look at Los Angeles and they're talking about bringing masks back, that uh, a lot of you out there listening to us in blue cities, even if you're in a red state, may have things to worry about if the numbers start to tick up on COVID. And certainly what we're seeing, unfortunately, Buck, uh, especially for young kids, is a lot of them were so isolated from other kids that they didn't get the usual viruses and illnesses that young kids. I mean, that's a phrase, snot-nosed kid for a reason. There's almost always, if you've got young kids, uh, a little cold or a little virus that they're working through to develop their immune systems. And unfortunately, what we're, you're seeing so far this, uh, this, this early part as we move towards the winter is a lot of those kids are getting RSV or they're getting the flu, and that's actually more dangerous, unfortunately, to truly young children than COVID has been, and the way we treated them for COVID made them more likely to get the more serious illness. And there's now been a run on a bunch of medications, antibiotics for children. I think they're they're even starting to report on a shortage of children's Tylenol, if I saw that right. I saw that. Yeah. I saw Megan McCain tweet that yeah. um, out earlier today, that so it's hard to find. This, this is, I'll just note, if we do have a really bad upper respiratory virus season that affects children. And and so across the board now, flu and RSV and COVID, all these things, they're not going to want to tell you this until next summer, but eventually it will come out that not allowing children to live normal lives and be exposed to the normal upper respiratory infections that they come into contact with on a regular basis made them effectively short-term immunocompromised. I mean, I do believe that that will eventually come out. Not not immunocompromised in a severe way, but that they just didn't have immunity against some of these things, so they're getting hit particularly hard because of the the way that we separated children, didn't let them live their lives, kept them away. You know, we got to remember, there are some people, we don't hear about this anymore, there's some people who didn't let their kids see other kids for two years. Yeah. Two years. 
You know, and they happen to live no, in it, you know New York, D.C., L.A., a few other places. But they were keeping the kids locked away, almost like they're trying to have them live in a bubble. And they were the same people who took pictures of their kids getting COVID shots that were completely worthless and put it on social media to be social justice warriors and brag about uh, about that. I got to correct something I said earlier in the show, Buck, and this is maybe a major uh, major flaw in our holiday power rankings. Neither one of us ranked New Year's Eve. Oh, I, I, am, I am anti New Year's Eve. Oh, I'm so you, anti. You, you, you considered and rejected oh, ranking oh, New Year's Eve. Sir, sir, we have a whole conversation. New Year's Eve is the most stressful, overrated, annoying holiday. I will take National Pancake Day over New Year's <laughs> Eve. I will find, like, you know, those random holidays that they make and up. And you're for the saying different- this, though, even this surprises me because you've been a single guy for a long time, so you could theoretically have celebrated New Year's Eve. Now, for parents like me, I'm at that I've been in several different years where I've been like, hey, let me try to trick my kids. We'll watch the uh, the New Year's ball drop from Times Square on the Eastern time zone. I can get my kids well, to go to bed earlier. Let me tell you, little little, little dispatches from uh, from recently, you know, Single man life uh, now now engaged obviously so I'm out of it I'm out of that game thank God but uh, what it used to be like every year for my you know adult life eighteen to thirty nine you know it's New Year's Eve oh okay you know how do we make this the most amazing night ever and then you go out and ever get super drunk they try to go to as many parties as they can and it's never really <laughs> what you want it to be then you get a little older right that's the that's in your twenties. Maybe into your 30s. It's like, oh, there's all these parties. I'm going to all these parties. And, you know, you're going to have that moment where, like, you meet the beautiful stranger. You make out at midnight. And you get married and have five beautiful yeah. kids. It doesn't work that way. Everyone's like, I'm so drunk. You know, they're all, like, <laughs> stumbling over each other. There's always someone who's yelling, like, I'm stuck in line. I can't get in. And everyone's all upset. It's a total mess. And then you get a little older. And you're like, you know what? I'm not really going to do this New Year's Eve thing anymore. I'm not, I'm not really going to do it. And then about three weeks before it's New Year's Eve, maybe a month before, people start texting you, hey. Uh, we're going to do something, right? And the peer pressure starts getting ratcheted up. You try to opt out. It gets ratcheted up. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, well, I guess I'll go to, you know, that super expensive restaurant where they're going to give me a prefix menu with the worst, cheapest food they have and the worst service imaginable. And they're going to usher us in like cattle and usher us out in scheduled seating. And the restaurant could care less about the whole thing. And you're in for like, I mean, in New York City, Clay, a crappy restaurant's going to cost you $200 on New Year's Eve oh, per, yeah. per person. I mean, you go to, like, a, a hotel in Miami. I've been in Miami last few New Year's Eves. You go to, like, a place that's just okay, 500 bucks a person on New Year's Eve. It's crazy. I hate it. It's a great night for restaurants. I would argue with you that New Year's Eve, heading into New Year's itself, and I'm curious if you would agree with this, number one night, for women to be dressed up in fancy dresses, ready to go out, have a great time, that ends with them crying. I can't tell you the number of times. Oh, yeah. I can't tell oh, you, yeah. Buck, the number of times that I have either been with or been out on New Year's Eve. Everybody's in oh, a great yeah. mood, especially if you're single. You got 25 year twenties who look like yeah, who look like they're then, at their their prom or something. They're they're sitting that, outside of the booming music at some New Year's Eve party, and the mascaras are like they're like I just don't understand why he doesn't do the that, thing is, that he does. Is, it you know? is it is the number one night for girls to cry about their boyfriends or their significant others or the guy that they thought was going to be their boyfriend that it didn't work out. 
I can't tell you the number of times they're often, you know, they got the fancy shoes that they're just done with. They got them in their hand. To your point, mascara running mm-hmm. down the cheeks, fancy dress. One of the heels broken up. on the shoes, so they're walking oh, yeah. around barefoot in New Ada, York City hair, streets. Hair, Not is a, hair is a wreck. It inevitably starts to rain. It is like the number one night for so, uh, for single women tears. Wait, of but the hold on, hold on. There's not I, even a close second. I feel, so like, how are you not? You're coming over to my side on this one, Chief. Which is New Year's Eve is the worst holiday. Well, no, I was. I, I mean, I I was think I didn't even think about New Year's Eve in my rankings, but I was like, I thought maybe you, as a long term single guy, no. might have it in your top five. No, no, no. It's it's very. Uh, it's not it's not good. And honestly, if there's one you know, if there's one person you want to do the midnight kiss with, you know, you just want to hang out with that person. You don't want to wait till midnight. So why are you I, going to some big party? I, I think the whole thing is uh it, it's a scam. I don't know if it was made up to sell Hallmark cards or something. Someone tell me what the conspiracy is behind it, but I think New Year's Eve is a scam and a half. And look, how do you have a great New Year's Eve? Hang out with the people that you like the most, your family, your friends, whatever in a mellow setting, maybe have a glass of uh, champagne or, uh, you know, a glass of whiskey or something, have a good meal, watch the ball drop on TV and go, great, tomorrow's January 1st. Let's get after it. That's I it. Will, I will tell a lot of guys out there listening and some women as well, the college football playoff games are on New Year's Eve tonight, uh, this year. So on December 31st, starting about 4 o'clock Eastern, all the way up through the official New Year, there, I'm right now. I've got guys panicked right now because they hadn't done the math in their head, and they got wives or they got girlfriends, and they were supposed to plan something. And not, now all they want to do is just sit back, have a couple of beers, watch college football playoff. Direct overlap with New Year's Eve. But they tried to brand this when they expanded to the four-team college football playoff. They said, "Hey, we're going to make New Year's Eve synonymous with college football. Biggest disaster schedule ever." Because what they didn't realize was a lot of people have big plans and they created, I think, more fights relating to sports over these games going on head to head than they ever contemplated yeah. would my, happen. My my thing is I, I do love eating out and I love going that that's my way of, of experiencing different, you know, cities and towns all across America. I just want to what's the best food they've got here? So I love going out to eat. And New Year's Eve is literally the worst night of the year to go out to eat. It is it is the worst night. You're getting Everything they're they're doing everywhere as a prefix menu. I never want a prefix menu. I'm at a restaurant. If I was going to prepare and only have one different, you know, one set of of food, I would do it at home. They triple charge you in most places. So for eating out, it's the worst night, and it's just amateur night, man. You know, it's like the best nights you have are the ones you're not trying to have the best night. And New Year's Eve, it concentrates all that. Oh, what'd you do on New? What are you going to do on New Year's Eve? Go to sleep early, wake up the next day, and just keep living my life. I Maybe think, make a resolution. I think that's why all the girls, Buck, end up crying outside because they built it up into a momentous occasion. Mm-hmm. And instead, whatever douchebag guy they're dating that they thought was going to be the man of their dreams proves oh. that he's a douchebag. And they're just like, why did I ever think that this was well, going to be you know, different? A lot of people think they're going to get, they think the proposal's going to happen. Oh, the ring. You know, oh, right yeah, at midnight, big, big the resolution, night, whatever. Yeah. And, you know, the guys actually. You know, seven fireballs in watching Clay's favorite uh, SEC football team lose to some other football team. He is not thinking about that diamond ring, ladies. I just got news for you. No doubt. That's true. Yep. That's, that's, that's how it happens. Look, this is a week for Black Friday sales events, as you know, and that includes books. How about that? Books are really important. 
The publishers of the famous Tuttle Twins series have their own Black Friday deal in place. You want to get in on this. These books are must-haves for every American home. This week, they're having the biggest deal they've ever done. They've got a bundle that includes all the children's books, activity books, and audiobooks, guidebooks, parent guides, all for 75% off the normal price. Plus, there's a mega bundle that also includes all their other book bundles, too. It has the teen, toddler, and history bundles. They make the perfect gift for all the kids in your life. Give something that will make a real difference in their education. Go to TuttleRadio.com to access this special deal. That's TuttleRadio.com for a whopping 75% off both of these bundles. It's a great gift for the holiday. That's T-U-T-T-L-E, TuttleRadio.com. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Chalk up a win for Team Reality. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my this idea of, what do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know... Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. So I've been watching some of the uh, World Cup in Qatar, which is the way everyone say it now, so I guess I say it that way too. People also say cutter, gutter, there's a whole bunch of ways, but uh, Qatar. And we'll have Alexi Lawless of the U.S. men's national team. He's a sports commentator joining us a few minutes from Qatar to talk to, or Qatar, talk to us about what's going on there 
Uh, I have watched it, Clay, and I obviously was a little heartbroken by Wales, but it's a good. It's been a good day in Saudi Arabia recently, a good day in Japan recently. So some interesting no stuff ha- happening there. We'll get into all that in uh, in just a moment. Um, I do think it is fun. Soccer is the only sport where after every foul, it's it's like as theatrical as what you would see in an opera or something. They're like rolling around and the faces, and it's like, oh, oh, you know, the guys, the Italian team, like, he kicking me in at the shins, you know? You're like, okay, I mean, playing soccer, buddy. You like, would calm think down that many bit. of these guys would never be able to stand again. And then uh, they they would come out for a while with that spray, whatever that spray is they put on, and then they miraculously recover. I love yeah. when they carry them off on the stretcher to the side, yeah, and I then know. they miraculously and, get and back up it. and run back out on it's the like, field. It's like, oh, like I got cleated in the calf, and now I'll never walk. It's yeah. like, calm, calm down, calm down. But I just yeah. realized I made a little Italy joke there. Italy's not even in. One of the great soccer oh, powerhouses. Oh, they didn't make the World Cup this yeah. year. No, it's didn't true. Make it. One it's of the crazy. great soccer powerhouses of all time. Greg in Houston, Texas, has some New Year's Eve thoughts for us, even though it's Thanksgiving. I guess we're going to dive into New Year's Eve. What's up, Greg? Yes, sir. You know, I'm 65. I'm retired, and I feel exactly the same way as you guys do about New Year's Eve. You know, it's just worthless. But 40 years ago, 1982, it turned out to be the best day of my life. My love life was in a rut, and I met my wife at a small New Year's Eve party. And we dated for about uh, four years. What was and, your? And did you married. speak to her first? Do you remember what your opening? Yeah. Line did you guys? Was did you, you guys smooch wife? at midnight? Give us the details here, Greg. No, my confidence was just uh, in a rut, and I, I looked at her and I said, "Oh, too good looking, too good." She actually had to come to me. Well, oh, so you got approached? Good for you. I will tell you. Forty years later, boom! My mom approached my dad at a cocktail party. That's how they met. Mrs. Wow. Sexton approached Mr. Sexton. Oh yeah, he had good hair. I respect the game. I mean, good b- b- ballsy from your mom there. No, I, I, I pretty much have to approach everybody. Um. <laughs> One day you got to tell the us the, uh, the, the, the Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Clay Travis story of how you guys met. But right now we it's fast. Have I was recruiting the hot girls for co-ed softball in law school, and she's hot. And I went up to got her on the team. Next thing you know, we got three kids. Good plan. Uh, if your business has five or more employees managed to survive the pandemic and this persistent inflation, you could be eligible to receive a payroll tax rebate of up to $26,000 per employee. Not a loan, no payback. It's a refund of your taxes. How do you get your business this refund money? Go to GetRefunds.com. Their tax attorney, specialist, little-known payroll tax refund program. They'll do all the work, no charges up front. They'll just share a percentage of the cash they get back with you. Businesses of all types can qualify, including those who took PPP, nonprofits, even those that had increases in sales. All you have to do is is go to GetRefunds.com. Click on Qualify Me, enter a few questions, and the payroll tax refund only available for a limited amount of time. Don't miss out. Go to GetRefunds.com. No risk, high reward. That's GetRefunds.com. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. Welcome back in uh, Clay Travis Buck Sexton show Thanksgiving Eve. We are headed now down to Qatar. I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly, or at least as the pronunciation has been agreed to, to be joined by Fox soccer analyst Alexi Lawless. They are eight hours ahead of us. It is almost 
Thanksgiving Day, I guess, in uh, Qatar. And Alexi, first of all, thanks for making the time for us. I know it's an absolute crazy zoo over there with all the games going on. And I want to start with this question. U.S. is up 1-0. When you see the play as a former defenseman for the U.S. men's soccer team, when you see the play of Walker Zimmerman and uh, the foul that he committed that led to a penalty kick, your immediate reaction was to say or think what? Well, something I can't say on the radio because I am an avid listener to your show, and I know you have a level of decorum here. Uh, By the way, I do. I subscribe. I listen to it every day. This morning on the Peloton here in the hotel in Qatar, in Doha here, I was listening to the uh, show. So uh, I am a huge fan of both of you guys and of this show. When I saw that, I was disappointed. Uh, I was angry. Um, And... You know, I, I, picture, I pictured myself on the field, and look, mistakes happen in sports. Mistakes happen in, in life, and it's how you recover from them. So ultimately, the U.S. ties Wales 1-1. And, you know, I know that uh, Buck was having some fun at uh, Wales' expense. Uh, you know, Buck should know that. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of, come on, it's kind of okay. fair. Like, how many people even know that Wales is its own country? Well, I understand that. I understand that. But, you know, they, they, they are a small country, but they are a hearty country. And, and look, it, it, I, I agree with you. The U.S. should have beaten Wales. And so you're dropping points there. And in the way that it happened with Walker Zimmerman making that what amounts to a stupid foul. And it shouldn't be done uh, at any level, especially for a professional. And it's big in a World Cup. However, there's a couple of games to play here, including this huge one on Black Friday against, uh, against England, our friends England. So there is plenty to play for when it comes to the World Cup. And whether you're into soccer or whether you're not into soccer this is an opportunity to sit down and celebrate what i feel is the greatest country in the world there's a very few things in, a, in our life and our world today that bring us together and maybe soccer is one of them so alexi so i'm, I'm gonna put this out there just in all fairness right it's not looking okay. good for our guys on friday i'm just i know enough about soccer mostly from playing fifa on playstation but i know enough about the english sure. team's <laughs> rankings and the american team's rankings it's not looking great for us but you know we did win in 1776 so we got that going for us which is nice <laughs> Iran, though, we're going to be playing Iran. Tell me, as somebody who knows this U.S. national team inside and out, I I don't care if we are playing Iran in in uh, in shuffleboard, if we're playing Iran in tiddlywings, you name it. America has to win. Are we going to win that match? Well, we are going to have to win in order to advance. Uh, so you're absolutely right, Buck. Uh, the, this is going to be a huge game. And look, as you know, sports sometimes mirrors culture and society and politics and all those different things. And all of that is going to be on display with Iran, which we have a long history from. Look, I grew up in the 70s and 80s and what Iran represented to America and, uh, and to Americans. And so that will be part of the narrative. Ultimately, there's three points. So, and to your point, it doesn't matter whether it's men's, women's, co-ed, naked. If we're playing Iran, I want to win. And we need to win this game in order to go on, I think. Because to your point, who knows what's going to happen against England? They are a better team. Doesn't mean the U.S. can't uh, get, a, get a point or get a win over there. I believe that this is a, a good U.S. team that can do some big things. And this would be huge if they were able to beat England. But no matter what that third game, you're going to have to beat Iran. Okay, so that, that's what it, a lot of people out there who they don't, if they don't follow this closely, we've got England, Wales, the United States, and Iran in a group. And if we had beaten Wales, we would have been in incredible shape to advance because two teams advance. Do you see this coming down to goal differential? In which case, we're going to be watching on Friday, everybody recovering from Thanksgiving meals, kicking the feet up, watching. Do you feel like even if we lose to England, 
It's desperately important to keep it close because goal differential may well decide who advances to the knockout round. You're absolutely yeah. You're absolutely right. It is it is important that we keep it close, but. I do feel that this has the opportunity and the makings of something historic. And I know it's not, it's, it's not assured, but this is, a, this is a young team. It's the second youngest team in the tournament. I think they have a, not just a responsibility that they feel, but also an opportunity to do some big things and to get, whether it's people like yourselves or anybody else is listening out there, to at least step into the soccer tent. Because once you get in there, it's warm, it is welcoming, and guess what? It is American. We do have an American soccer culture. It is vibrant. It is passionate. It is discerning. It is growing. And don't you dare apologize for it because it is something that's very, very special and unique in the soccer world out there. But that has to come out and manifest on the play on the field, especially when it comes to our men's team. Our women's team, they kick ass, as we know, and win all the time. The men's team has to step up. And this would be a huge, huge moment in this World Cup if they were able to get that result against England on Black Friday and then parlay that into a great result against Iran and get out of the group so we're speaking to alexi lawless fox soccer analyst and also a man who really popularized the bright red goatee of the 1990s if i recall wasn't that you <laughs> i remember this man you oh, were yeah. rocking that goatee was like that was like a 10 out of 10 goatee you were not messing around i i, I feel like i've seen you on tv it's not there anymore how are things out in cutter man how's or qatar How's it going? You're actually yeah. in country right now. There's been, you know, some news stories about there was like a beer ban, but not really. But how, how is it doing a World Cup there? I can, I can assure you that I have never once in the now couple of weeks that I've been here, nor the other previous trips that I've taken, had a problem uh, finding alcohol. Uh, <laughs> believe me. Sometimes, sometimes that doesn't surprise like me at all. Uh, going forward. Yeah. But it is, it is a, we have, we have this kick-ass set when it comes to our Fox soccer set here down at what's called the Corniche, which is down on the water. The people here have been in, in, uh, incredible. It is a really, really interesting, like you said, World Cup in that there's this Brigadoonish type of experience where everybody is in the same place. Nobody travels anywhere. All the teams, all the stadiums uh, are here. And we're going we're gonna to blow it out on Fox. And we have this incredible set here that has multiple levels and multiple stages and people come to it like it is part of the star of the showdown here and it just augments all of the coverage that uh, that we are bringing and part of our job is not just to talk about the soccer but to talk about this country and this culture and to make that part of the storytelling that we're doing my understanding by the way uh i want all of you to watch the u.s and alexi and Stu and all the crew that's out there jenny taft uh fantastic job they're doing um, but also, I will be up in Columbus for this Ohio State-Michigan game, which is going to yep. be huge. And my understanding is a part of our pregame show, we're actually going to be integrating some of uh, you guys. It's my understanding. It might not be 100% accurate uh, as a part of, uh, of the World Cup to have you guys talk in college football and maybe a little bit of NFL also. So for people out there, Alexi, who don't know this U.S. men's soccer team, you mentioned how young yep. they are. Uh you played in uh, the World Cup back in 1992 in the United States. The first time that you play in a World Cup match as a young guy, it feels like what? First part of the question. Second aspect here, how much more comfortable and better did you play in game two, having just gotten the butterflies in some extent out in that first ever World Cup match? 
Yeah, I mean, look, when you realize a dream, there is a moment of ah, and the sooner you get over it, the better off you are going to be when you recognize it's the game that you've playing, been played all, uh, playing all along. Mine was way back in the 1900s before you guys were born, back, uh, back in 1994, summer 94. Like you said, Buck, a lot of hair, never has so much been done with a modicum of talent and a lot of hair, whether it was the goatee or the, uh, <laughs> the hair on top of my head. I wish I could still grow it. I've cleaned up on the outside, but I'm still a mess on the inside. But then you walk out on that field, and in my case, at that point, it was actually in uh, Pontiac at the Pontiac Silverdome. Rest in peace to Pontiac Silverdome. I grew up in Detroit, so 15 minutes outside of where I grew up, walking on that field and realizing a dream. Now, this U.S. team has already done that, right? So now they understand what the World Cup is. Now, on Friday when they walk out against, uh, against England, it's not just with the realization that they're representing their, uh, their country, but it's also with the understanding that there's, there's a competition here, and you've got to figure it out very, very quickly against a very, very good team. But there, look, there's nothing like it when you walk out on that field when you put your hand over your heart you put that shirt on you sing that song for me there is nothing else uh nothing else like it and if i could i would i would do anything to get back it all right alexi lawless of fox soccer and uh alexi let's hope that u.s first of all have a happy thanksgiving out there i know you're abroad right now and uh pass along the same for us to all the uh, american players out there we're thinking about them and we appreciate you joining us and let's hope we get a w on friday i will actually watch this this sports competition. Awesome. I love it. I love it. I love what you guys do. It's uh, I do. So keep on doing it and uh, make sure that you give me something for when I'm on the Peloton uh, sweating my ass off. Absolutely, sir. Thank you so much. That's the plan. Alexi is a fantastic guy, Buck. I told you he listens to the show and uh, he's a great American soccer hero. So I remember because I was playing soccer in high school back, back when he was on that national team or right around then. Um, and, And he was one of the first guys, I think to really popularize, the U.S. men's national team of that era, you know, just he was a well-known guy. Oh, no As, as men's soccer was becoming more of a thing here, um, you know, this is really, I think that was even pre-MLS, or maybe the MLS had just gotten going. I think the MLS know. built out, I think I said 92, it was 94. Right. That was the launching point That's for right. the MLS, was the, the amount of attention that we had hosting. And remember, we're hosting, to a large extent, the World Cup in 26 which is why whatever experience these guys get now hopefully could translate four years from now when we host it basically in the United States, North America does. Yeah, but you know that Argentinian team, which is supposed to be one of the best in the world, they got caught flat-footed, folks. They were a little slow in the third, fourth quarter, and Saudi Arabia beat them. So I know it would be international shipping, Clay, but maybe we could get them a little bit of a boost, a little bit of extra energy to help push them through very well played. in the final quarters of their match so they wouldn't lose to Saudi Arabia, supposed to be Argentina the best in the world. I think, the, I think that they could have used some chalk. Maybe the Saudis had a little chalk. I don't know if it's banned there or not, but they probably could use some chalk. This is phenomenal stuff, friends. It's spelled C-H-O-Q. They're herbal supplements that just help you get the focus, energy, and drive to get through your day. Chalk put years into researching the right ingredients for your particular needs. Case in point, men in this country have suffered from a loss of testosterone, down some 50% over the last 50 years. And women have all these hormonal changes that come from the difference in diet and the day-to-day stresses of life. Male and female vitality stacks from Chalk provide key nutrients in a daily supplement that address these issues and more. So you can restore energy and increase your focus. Make sure you're energized all day long. Make sure you don't start dragging in the fourth quarter, if you know what I mean. Right now, you can save 35% off any chalk subscription for life when you use my name, Buck, in the purchase process. 
That's choq.com. Use the name Buck. You'll get 35% off for life. You can cancel your subscription at any time with zero penalties. Go check it out today. Get that energy drive and focus back. And even for the guys out there, boost your testosterone a bit with choq. That's chalk. And we use uh, Buck in your checkout process. You get 35% off. Subscribe to CNB 24-7 and never miss a minute of Clay and Buck while getting behind-the-scene access to special content for members only. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Closing up shop for the day here on Clay and Buck before your Thanksgiving. We are so appreciative of all of you listening, tuning in, getting to hang with you. Even had a guest call in from the other side of the planet with Alexi Lawless, uh, giving us a ring from Cutter. Uh, great, great guy. Appreciate him making the time for us because, you know, you look, America is on the world stage here, whether you like soccer or not. America's on the world stage, and I actually do like soccer a bit, uh, as does Clay. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens on Friday. Uh, we have something cool to tell you about. It's a great weekend for it as well. Uh, we have a new podcast that will be dropping, and it will be going up this weekend. It's like a hang with Clay and Buck, um, and we're going to be taking some different stuff that from the week 
Sundays with Clay and Buck, it's actually called. You can find it on the iHeart app wherever you get your podcast. So if you're listening to the show now, you're like, oh, what is this? Well, we're pulling together hang time, and uh, we want to do more and more special stuff as well going forward. Um, and I'm going to be in on Friday, so we can talk about the best Black Friday deals and stuff like that. Clay is going to be doing uh, family time and some sports watching. So I'll be in Columbus, actually, for oh. this big uh, Michigan-Ohio State game. So I'm traveling to Columbus, Ohio. Uh, hope to see many of our listeners. I think we're number one or have been at different times in Columbus, in Cleveland, and in Cincinnati. So well, that's our extended radio family time is what you'll be spending yes. time with there. So you'll be seeing some of them. Who is, so it's Ohio State, Michigan. Is that right? Yeah, the biggest game probably right up there this year. Tennessee, uh, Georgia was a big game. One versus two, one versus one, uh, depending on how you look at the rankings. And Michigan is third. Ohio State yeah. is second. Whoever wins is going to probably win the Big Ten and go to the playoff. I just think when you stack up that Michigan offense against the Ohio defense, it's likely that the better team will win. Got to say Ohio State. They're going to be uh, they're going to be fired up that you called them Ohio. Oh. Wait, isn't that is that not the same thing? There's a university. There's Ohio, which is like the University of Ohio, and then there's Ohio State. Ohio State is the big. Uh, the I got to get this stuff right, or else the uh, the fraternity brothers we go visit will be throwing those red solo cups full of their pungent juice at me. So yeah, yeah. lots of lots of high end uh, alcohol consumption. I imagine going to be going on in Columbus. So I'm excited for that game, but I'm also excited. I mean, look, a lot of people are going to be. On Friday, you got kids running around, you got family members, you pop on the television, uh, and if the U.S. can keep it close against England, I think it'll be a pretty enjoyable uh, game. And obviously, a lot of people watch NFL on Thursday and then college football right. Saturday. It's a good weekend. Well, we were talking about this coming up. because soccer is a, is a funny game in that you can, if someone dominates a basketball game, meaning they're just yes. scoring a lot of points throughout, there's no huge surprises. There can be momentum shifts and a team can come back, but... You can dominate a soccer game. Yes. You could have, you know, 15 shots on goal, 70% of the possession, and lose because yes. you didn't actually put it in the net and they got one time. So, you know, that's that's basically my way of saying maybe America gets a miracle here. Like, not quite beating it's the Soviets easier. in hockey, but, you know, back in the day, but close to it. It's easier to pull off upsets, to your point. You said earlier, Saudi Arabia beat um, uh Argentina. Argentina, totally yeah. unexpected. And today, Germany lost to Japan. Nobody would have foreseen either of those outcomes. So maybe, fingers crossed, the U.S. on uh, Friday can do something against England. Shelly in Las Vegas, Nevada has some thoughts for us. What's up, Shelly? Hi. How are you? I just want to tell you, just rethink New Year's Eve, because New Year's Eve is my birthday. Well, so happy I birthday in advance, Shelly. Now I, now I do I like it a little bit more. You. All right. See now, and, and I live in Las Vegas, where they're always celebrating. So sometimes oh, yeah. I feel left out. That hey, why isn't somebody celebrating my birthday? But the whole world celebrates my birthday. Well, you know, Shelly, so I'll just tell you, I, I can, I can, I can, uh, I hear you on this one because my fiance's birthday is Christmas, so she uh-huh. has to share her birthday with baby Jesus, which can kind of be. That's tough. I mean, I you know, I love my Care Bear, but baby Jesus is a big deal. So Tough combo. Tough especially combo. Especially for kids. Yeah. Uh, Rick in North Carolina. I think this is our salmon expert. I was trying to say all salmon tastes the same. Rick, am I totally uh, crazy over this? 
Yeah, well, a couple of things. I initially called on the calorie content of food because I was with you on the steak thing, and I can give you the science on that one, but you totally lost me on the, the pancakes with the butter and the syrup. Yep. There's no way that that's low calorie. But all I, right. I do, what uh, about I'm my argument, though, about salmon all tasting kind of the same, even at the fanciest okay, places? I, I'm a commercial salmon fishing tender in, in Alaska, so there's five different types of salmon that, that we catch up there. And you don't want to get farmed raised. There's farmed raised and wild salmon, and I, I challenge you to this. Go buy a piece of sockeye salmon from wild Alaskan sockeye salmon and buy a piece of farm-raised salmon and cook them exactly the same way, and, and I, I think you'll, All right. you'll, you'll, you'll I will check that thing. out. I'll try that, and have a happy Thanksgiving from Clay and Buck. Amen. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the, on the front, front lines, lines of, of truth. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 